Hello and welcome to episode 29 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm Don and I'm joined as always by my amigos Mars and PJ and our amiga Kylie. Say hello folks. Good evening. How are we doing? So um, as always we begin our show with a brief review of the game week that was, game week 33, before putting it firmly in our rear view mirror. Top amigo this last game week was Mersey with 62 minus 4. Tell the listeners a little bit about it Mersey. Uh, yeah, it was the the, the the usual guys. The loser I had Salah captain in in a hat show. Um, I think show show in defence Dallas. Yeah, that that United game was interesting. I had four players, and as it was going on, I realised that my best bet is nil nil. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't want anyone to score unless it's Dallas <laughs> so, or show. Um, so yeah, it, it was alright. It was I think it was a generally low scoring week. So I was happy. I was happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I was next. Oh, 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 I can't wait! Wait, wait, wait! That, that, you know what? The best assist of the season, Watkins, fantastic, mm. meant it I'm absolutely. Sorry. Like it was brilliant, beautiful, beautifully measured to, to you know, for, for the defender to control it and then uh, the guy to to jump in front of him. It, like FBL knew, FBL knew it. Great. I'm assist. so happy. I'm so <laughs> happy for Watkins owners. Mm. You know, from the bottom of my. There was a few heads falling off over that one, all right. Uh, the yeah, as you mentioned there, it was kind of funny with uh, mentioning players going up against each other, and um, I realised that I'd been holding on to Dominic Calvert-Lewin for the blank game week for the last few weeks, and I realised that it's for two games up against my goalkeeper, so that'll be kind of a bit fecking pointless. Um, but anyway, um, I was second on the game week, fifty-six points. Um, as you mentioned, Marzi, Captain Mo. Nacho doing bits, me and Shaw, but pretty much uh, nobody else did much. But it was it was a low scoring game week. Uh, Kylie, you're next up, fifty seven minus four. Tell the listeners a little bit about your week. Yeah, my week started really really poorly. Um, I I don't I can't remember how many points, but it, it's the same thing. You know, uh, Captain Nacho in the last match saves my bacon again, but um. Uh, I think going into that last match, the only return I had was from Shaw. And like Mars, I had four players in that um, that United match, but three of them were attackers. So Shaw was kind of it, Loton firmly on my bench. Um, and then I had my new arrival, Castagna, delightful character, um, score a perfect goal. I nearly cried. There may have been actual tears um, because, of course, he he had that assisted by Nacho, who has brought me most of the joy that I've had this season in the last three weeks. Um, but now it's trendy to captain him, which is annoying because it was mine first. But yeah, yeah over, you, were, over you were the first. You were the first oh. Nacho owner in the captain FBL community. Up. I captained him before it was trendy. No one was captaining him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got judgy tones from Mars and all. He was like, why would you captain him? Well, it was yeah. me who actually was one. No, it was said. Don, actually. Yeah. It was Don. <laughs> it was Don. I have to say, I have to admit it was a very strange decision when you captained him against West Ham because even though West Ham hadn't been the greatest defensively, but no, he's been brilliant for you. And Perfect. I... Yeah, the, when these ones work out, it is um, it is lovely, and it's a nice highlight for the end of the season. Uh, PJ, um, I'd imagine you're not going to spend as long gloating about your game week as Kylie just did, 53 minus the 8. Yeah, amazing to be gloating when she came third out of four and only beat my team, which is, you know, <laughs> a little... Small joys, you should know. Embodiment of vomit at the moment. Um, just same old story, made transfers. Um, got fucked, you know, minus eight for a minus three return. Thanks for that, Vardy. Thanks for that, Greenwood. Mm. Jota, just been a disaster since I bought him. Everybody blanked except Salah and Inanacho, um, who thankfully I captained one of them and the other one was my vice captain. But other than those two, just, just a shower of shit. Let's just get on with it. A shower of shit, so definitely uh, park it in the rearview mirror and uh, let's get on. And um, some of the some of the players who are doing a lot better, of course, are at the top of our three amigos classic league. Um, how about you read them out in your dulcet tones, please, PJ? Yes, in number five at the moment we have the sidings, Christopher Shaman. Position number four, up the ox, Ben Wyatt. Number three, Greenwood Studios, Natasha Ray, and catching just fourteen points now behind our leader, Martial Law, Darajaradi 
is Stighag United. Dak Ing Stighag. I, I still don't think I'm getting even close to that pronunciation. He is obviously Norwegian, and we know mm. that their reputation precedes them. So we might have a little bit of a two-horse race opening up between Dak Ing and Derajaredi. Sounded a bit like um, you got a bit of fishbone caught in your throat there or something, PJ. But other than that, um, a fantastic performance as always. Um, this stage of the show, we always hand the microphone over to Marzi to unleash the beast and get rid of some of his fantasy angst. Uh, Marzi, how about you take it away for your rant of the week? Yeah, I touched on it earlier. It's it's this it's uh, this uh, you know a group of. Adults, males and females, mostly over 16, probably mostly in their mid, mid, mid midlife crisis or 30s, etc., uh, crying about uh, a player getting three points and actually messaging a Twitter account that's run by a random, probably sitting there laughing. How dare you? It was not. I mean, how many times over the years did we see some really dodgy assists? I mean, come on. Um, and it, it, it's fine to go, oh, that was never. But the fact that people actually spend their power and evening pissed off about it. They even had a, chat, a live chat about it and direct anger at their FPL Twitter account. Just makes me laugh. It's three points. Yeah, honestly, fine if you win and or lose a, a mini league over it, but there's plenty of time or the whole thing. But in the whole picture of things, I mean, come on, let it go. Seriously, yeah. no, Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> yes, um, yes, indeed. Three points. It is funny the things that um, these little things do irritate um, managers, but yeah, it's not anything to be majorly getting stressed about. Marzi, before we kick on with our listener questions, I want we want to kind of cover off what we know in terms of the fixtures. Yeah, so it, it's all a bit, it's all a bit up in the air, a bit confusing to be honest. I had to, uh, you know, fair play to Ben. Uh, none of this is my original content. Uh, I never lie about these things. I did not do a bit of research. I leave it to Ben because if it's uh, if if it's uh, not broken, don't fix it um, and don't inv- don't reinvent the wheel. So uh, basically, there's we know there's four teams that will definitely have uh, a double game week because they're missing a game, right? So it's, that's very easy to tell, um, and. Um, they are probably the most likely teams to have a double game week. So you've got your Aston Villa, your Everton, that, that game that has never happened. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton. Uh, they, they, they blanked last game week with City uh, and Spurs. So we know these. they need to have an extra game. And most likely, uh, according to Ben, uh, about 70% that it should happen in uh, game week 35. Um, but then there's... There's another scenario where because of the <clears throat> the uh, Premier League wanting fans in, there's potentially uh, movement of um, uh, game weeks and um, bringing forward uh, or, or bringing uh, back, so delaying game week 36 and 37, I believe, um, so or maybe 37 only, to have fans in the stadiums, which could have an impact. But it all depends on what FBL does. Do they change the dates or do they stick to the dates? We don't know and we won't know. We, won't, we might know about the doubles this week. We might know about the doubles after the deadline, like what happened last time when most of us had the wild cards. But Ben has kind of predicted that, um, so we said Aston Villa, Crystal, Everton, Everton, Southampton will have a double game week, as well as Arsenal, Chelsea and Leicester and Man United. However, this means that Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United and Leicester could have a blank. So you could have a double followed by a blank. So you really have to be careful about how you manage your team. Um, the fixtures, I'm, I'm not going to go through them. Uh, have a look at Ben's, Ben's tracker. The fixtures are not really, to be honest, the most appealing for anybody. Um, a lot of us still have Manchester players, Leicester players. They are they're kind of the flavour at the moment. Uh, probably some of us still carrying Aston Villa players. But you just need to be careful when you move from a double, uh, from a single into a double. Some people are trying to to make moves early, uh, or do, they want to move make make moves this week. I would say the best thing is to be honest, if you don't need to make a move, roll a transfer. You'll know what's happening um, uh, next next game week for sure. If there's a double in 35, we will know in 34. If you don't want to and you want you want to make that move, then then go with what Ben is saying because. He's been proven to be right more more so than wrong. So that's that's a quick uh, 
kind of picture of what, what we know and what might be coming. Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully we will know a little bit more. Well, we definitely will know a little bit more um, in a week. Um, Marzi, uh, listener questions. This is, of course, I hand the baton over to you to um, to pitch the questions. We have a few that were kind of topics that we wanted to discuss. So um, why don't you take it away? Yeah, yeah. We decided to use the, the listener questions to make them our main topics and discussions. So nuclear atoms, at atoms underscore nuclear. Um he, he he asks two questions, uh, which I think are, are, are very, very um, relevant. Uh, are Man United assets still worth keeping? They are still in Europa, so risk of rotation and Bruno has really dropped off in terms of points. And the second question is, which differentials should we go for to mix up with the current overperforming players? So, uh, PJ, I'm going to come to you first on um, as, as the United resident here. And I know that you've got your opinion about Bruno based on your uh, thread today. So tell us, are Man United assets still worth keeping? They've got Liverpool next. Uh, they might have a double, then a blank, and they're still in Europa. I think because they will likely have the double before the blank, although they might not, but that is, I suppose, the kind of hope um, that's the higher percentage bet that they likely have a double and then a blank, I would, I would probably keep. Um, I think the thing about the Europa semi is that it obviously starts this week and the Liverpool game is in between. And now if there was a lesser game in between, I would probably be more wary of the likes of Rashford, Bruno, etc. being rested for that game. But given it's Liverpool, I find it very hard to believe, uh, particularly given you guys, even though we've, we've sewn up Champions League football, but obviously Liverpool uh, have done anything but, and I just don't think our fans or indeed Solskjaer himself will allow himself to play a kind of second string Man United team against Liverpool with so much in the balance. So I would expect that we'll probably play a pretty similar team for the next three games now. But then after that, um, I think we'll We'll probably give uh, some of the big boys a, a, a you know a little a little break, but uh, but then the final won't be you know till the end of the season. So I don't think there'll be much rotation. People ask me if Bruno will miss a game. If I was a betting man, I still don't think he'll miss any to be honest. Um, but it's definitely that one match. I think it's a Villa match, which a Villa or Fulham, which I think is the one that um, a couple of the big guys he might he might rotate for, but. Solskjaer tends to have his favourites and those favourites for ones who we've got in our fantasy football teams. And so I wouldn't worry too much. I'd be more worried about whether you're keeping yeah, Fernandez based on based on form, because just right now they're just better people, as we've seen for a lot of the season, performing at a lower at a lower price bracket than him. Um Obviously, one of those players was Greenwood, but he's dead now. I've bought him. So, um, <laughs> you know, there are other options. Kylie, what 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 you're thinking? So I think we, we have we have similar relevant. Yeah, we have similar. So I have six players going into the Liverpool United game. Um, which, <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's even more than me. Um, I, as it stands, I have five. Yeah. Um, so I, last week I I brought a. Took a four point hit, but one of the moves was um, Greenwood in, and part of the reason that I was doing that was because I knew that I wanted to get Salah in. My easiest way to get Salah in was via Bruno, and I didn't. While I wanted to do that last week, I didn't think that Leeds game would go the way it did, so I didn't want to be without um, United attack. Uh, so I kind of set myself up to be in a position to to just do uh, Bruno to to Salah for free. It's tricky because it's obviously one of those matches that's just really not ideal. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a nil all, frankly. Um, but I've had Bruno for, I'm going to say maybe five weeks now, and I've had one assist in that time. Uh, it's been really underwhelming in general. Uh, there are so many different options at the moment and there are better for, well, there were before uh, PJ brought in Greenwood and I did as well. So, you know, it's a bit, although granted maybe the curse is only applying to you at the moment, PJ, but um, in any case, Greenwood, other than the last match, has been in much better form. He's quite a bit cheaper. There's a lot of other players um, 
inform and appealing to people. So I think the main reason that anyone would really be holding him is the uh, previously mentioned doubles. We still don't know when they are. And I think you're probably holding because of a double and because of his ownership, but I just I just don't think he justifies holding on to, particularly if you have the likes of Greenwood or another potentially more interesting United attacker. Um, and certainly not if you're missing out on an alternative player. I would rather have Salah. Maybe not for this match, but I would rather have yeah. Salah in general because I only have Jota. Well, I have Trent, but my primary attacker is Jota and Jota just doesn't feel like the option, the only attacker. Oh, he annoyed me so much in the last game. He was game. so frustrating. He was so, so lazy and I, and I hate lazy players. He was so lazy. I mean, forget about, you know, chances, you missed them. But when he was on the ball, he was just lazy. He was losing it too easily. He didn't, anyway, he didn't strap back ever at all. No, it was like no. Thing, you know, God, me at he six was aside, awful. You know, he was awful. Lost that the ball, game. shoulders dropped. Yeah, yeah, it was no surprise when we he We digress. Don, Don, what do, you, what, what do you think of Bruno? You know, I was, to be honest, I, I, I knew this question was coming. And, and, and for me, I was also asking myself the question because I want to I wanna bring, I knew when I was when I sold some that I wanted to bring him back because Spurs are still fighting for that top four and you know he is still one of their best players especially even if games out or not good fixtures exactly and my thinking was Bruno to Son and I was watching Bruno and in the last game it's not that he's not he's very still you know we, we talk about liveliness but he was quite lively um it gets frustrated very quickly but that's him he's a bit of a you know prima donna you know like, like, like our PJ and um but he was involved but seems to be always involved before the fight um, sometimes he's building that attack, like you know, the assisting the assister, or unlucky as well. He had he had a couple of shots that were blocked or just missed or something. So whilst I still think um, because I don't want six players in that game and I might make make that move, I'm making it knowing the risk that you know he does have a high ownership, and if he if he scores, I'll, I'll be punished. What what do you think, Don? Have you been focusing on Bruno at all? Yeah, well, he's the one that I've been looking at. Uh, I have uh, probably will roll the transfer this week because Bruno's the one I want to sell based on his kind of performances of late. Um, there's kind of, there seems to be a little upside with him. Um, and he seems to be, you know, he's, he's high ownership and obviously he will punish if he does score. But the reality is when I was looking at, he's up against Liverpool in this fixture. And I wouldn't be surprised if he scored in this one and scored an assist, two goals even, whatever, because our defence doesn't look great at times. Um, and I can see Man United causing us definite problems. So when I was looking at it, it was realistically who I'd be swapping Bruno for. would be swapping him for the likes of, say, Sterling. Nobody's really putting their hand up for me to swap to. I don't, I don't see that much in Spurs, Man City, Rotation City, so don't know who to move to in that regard. The only thing I might do in terms of Bruno would be like to go to one of the Chelsea boys, go back maybe to Havertz or go with Pulisic. Um, you know, Chelsea are going to be going all 90 miles an hour regardless of the Champions League um, to try to make sure that they get qualification for next season again. Um, and Pulisic looks great this week um, in the Champions League against Real Madrid tonight. So yeah, yeah, he's the, he's yeah that, that's really where I'd be looking. But at the moment, I'm going to keep him, I think, for the Man United game, um, Man United versus Liverpool game. And then after that, then he's the likely casualty that I'll be moving on. But I'm not sure to who yet. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like uh, the, the, you know, most of us are saying he's a sac- he could be a sacrificial lamb. He's probably even a cash cow. God, so many. <laughs> how many, how many terms can I drop in this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Some say he's the goat. Yeah, do do it do it at your own risk. Um, I I think I'm pretty set on on doing it. To be honest, just I, I think six players in that game is just too much for me. Um, I, and I want Son back. I guess you know I, I said I'm not. To be honest, I haven't even looked at my team. Uh, and I said I'm putting it down. I said apart from the pod, I'm not even looking at anything until Friday uh, Thursday night. I just needed you know you need sometimes to to clear your head. So we'll make a decision. Um, all right, good, good, good one, good discussion, guys. So uh, onto onto the second point of the question: Which differentials should we go for to mix it up with the current overperforming players? 
So obviously, you know, like everybody's looking for the next Lingard or in a hat show because it's funny, right? I was looking at it last game week to see I was between Salah and, and Nacho for captain. And I thought Salah would be the higher ownership and the one that would 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 be like, uh, you know, going template. But actually it was in Hatcho, um, which is hilarious. Uh, him and Lingard now actually could damage my 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 ranks without me do, even just being in my team is not enough sometimes. So everybody's looking for that next one. So where do you think where where would you look? Because we touched on on Wolves, but they got they got demolished. Burley just scored four, but Wood ain't going to get a hat-trick every game. Chelsea, I don't even know who to go to in that team. City rotation. Does anybody have any, any differentials? Like, uh, Zaha, would you, do you think of Zaha if Palace have a, have a double? Carly, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it, it's actually hard. And just a, a quick note, it, it is so typical. Uh, we see it every year when we do get those cheap players and when we sort of identify them in a rich vein of form just because of how accessible they are everybody can afford these players regardless of their team structure your Ianachos and your Lingards and so on Rafinha those kind of players um their ownership just flies through the roof so quickly because with the example of Ianacho it really is like a two-week period he's gone from very low ownership to very high and then being captained by so many. So it's, you've got like this short window to maximise yeah. that differentialness. And if he does what you want and scores, he won't be a differential for long. Um, but as you said, they, they, there's a lot of teams and players that we have to kind of rule out because we've, we're seeing the on-the-beach factor with Wolves. Wolves have been unreliable from an attacking uh, perspective anyway as far as their options have gone and Neto who was the best pick is obviously not an option anymore um so we've got teams like that as you said Burnley I mean has anyone ever scored a hat trick for Burnley before don't think so (laughs) (laughs) they don't usually score more than one they were allowed but they actually in a lot more attacking way more they're scoring lots of goals Yeah. yeah so I mean to be fair they are scoring a lot of goals at the moment um you know, Brighton, at the, they just can't score a goal. Like, Fulham can't. There's just – and then you've got all of these risk rotation ones. So this is why people gravitated towards Greenwood, hoping – I mean, for, Kylie, when you have a choice between Wood and, and Welbeck, I mean, there's an obvious choice there. Yes. You always pick Wood. No, who, would pick, who would pick Welbeck? Um, I don't know. My favourite uh, primate, yeah? Uh, I think, uh. didn't he? Um <laughs> So I, I, to to your point, I think Zaha isn't a bad shout. I mean, his form had been suspect. He did score this week. Um, if he does have a double game week, he is in the right price point to be compelling for people. Um, Good games too. Sheffield United and Southampton, yeah, both away. They are. And they are. Palace and actually motivation. played better away from home. I don't know about motivation, but yeah, yeah. but I, I could have, you know, to be fair, I would have thought that before the Leicester match and, you know, I, I didn't think that they would even attempt to to put it up to to Leicester, which they did certainly in the first half. So um, I don't know, but he's not a bad shout in a sea of questionable options. He's okay and he will play. So definitely, and he's back fresh. Yeah, I mean it, it's a weird one. I, Zaha, every time I go for him, he just lets me down. Monk, uh, PJ, what do you think? Do you have any other differential? Like, was I quick to rule out Chelsea? For example, they're still going for top four. Would you would you look at Havertz or, or, or Werner, no, who just can't score? Yeah, Chelsea are just a rotational nightmare, so mm. so that worries me. I mean, the fact that with Chelsea, you almost have to own two of their assets so that you get one on the pitch um, and then have a bench. It's not really a strategy that I'd, I, I'd recommend from a differential angle. You know, Pereira has been the top-scoring player um, for 20 game weeks in the game, yet nobody owns him on Twitter, so I'm just going to keep saying his name every week and obviously not by him myself. Um, so, you know, he's a fantastic differential. He's up against Wolves next, who um, are absolutely appalling um, when they face anybody with a semblance of an attack. So I expect there to be goals in that game. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, we can joke about Burnley, but they've got West Ham, Fulham, Leeds and Sheffield United out of four of their last five. So they are they are definitely, um, definitely worth a punt. Um, and I think probably the other team which 
we haven't mentioned, which if you want to do a transfer this week with one eye on doubles, is probably Everton with a kind of caveat that they're in kind of wretched kind of form. But, you know, Sigurdsson is a decent differential. The fullback Coleman is posting some really good stats. One of the most creative fullbacks in the league. Um, he's outstatting Luca Dean um, the kind of last few weeks. And, you know, they, they've got Villa. Um, then they've got Villa again, bizarrely, because um, that game from game week one is still not being rearranged. <laughs> it's, it's just it's not going to happen. Something is going to happen where it's just not going to take place. Like it's going to be game yeah. week four. <laughs> so, like, definitely. And then they've got West Ham, Sheffield United, Wolves. So uh, Everton are top of the top of the fixture ticker. So it's it's a hard sell because they're in terrible form, but they are still technically pushing for top four. And if if you want if you want a pun, I I would I would definitely say look, you know, Everton is probably the place to look at it. You know, um, just quickly back on on, on Chelsea. One thing I notice is yes, he ro- he's rotating his defenders absolutely. It's just you never know who's going to start. But he's started Werner, Pulisic, and um, it was it Ziyech yeah. in yeah, the yeah. last yeah. three games, no? Or maybe Ziyech. I think maybe Ziyech came on. But Werner and Pulisic seem to be getting the nod a lot. And I don't know how. I think, think Bernard was terrible again, mate. Tonight, I, I he think missed, he missed an open goal, didn't he? Like literally, yeah. just the keeper. Yeah. I think I think, I think Havertz will come back in for Werner. I mean, mm. the other two, Pulisic and Ziyech, are, are quite nailed. And Mount plays kind of pretty much every game behind them as well. Yeah. So, Mount is a good shout. I think he's just don't score very many goals, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, they're not. And also, their fixtures are not that great. You know, they're very. I mean, obviously, they play Fulham next. Okay, that's kind of the really appealing one in their remaining fixtures. Then they've got City. Um, uh, who is it? Is it Leicester or West Ham or something? Uh, you know, they're very not great. Like, every second one is dodgy. So, I, I don't know. I just think you're dealing with... Chelsea, not an- can, I, can I just say that if Marcus Alonso does not play against oh. Fulham, I will be hunting down Gianni. <laughs> I, I still have Alonso for... Ex- exclusively this reason like i'm just hoping that he plays against fulham and then it's like he can go yeah it's gonna be a derby and fulham need to stay up so yeah are you dream crushing right now Mars? <laughs> <laughs> that's my hope <laughs> yeah they got they got fulham uh city like you said then arsenal um arsenal. oh that's not as bad as i i was saying West Le- Ham then, Le- then leicester, leicester. Um, then yeah. leicester yeah then villa and that's it yeah. Okay. So we're saying basically uh, the, the top of the chart is looking at maybe somebody like Zaha, especially if they get a double. He's Perfect. definitely a differential. Yeah. And then you look at Everton, maybe, maybe, maybe a Chelsea player, but not not much. That's the thing at the moment. I think w- the one thing that you know what we're seeing is um, uh, people are jumping on bandwagons very very quickly. That's the one different, and I'm I'm doing the same. So I see something uh, like I saw that Lingard. Oh, oh, I was a little bit late. In a hatch, I was not going to delay it. I had to jump because you can see form, fixtures, just go for it. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye out. Um, I think the top top four will be interesting. I think that all the teams fighting for top four will continue to draw points. Well, I'm hoping they do. And um, and it might go, might, might go the distance. But, yeah, good questions. Thank you, Nuclear Atoms. Uh, right, um, next question. FBO underscore Simon432. He's asking why we're back so soon. Or oh, question mark, funny face. Yeah, I know. It just feels like we're always spotting at the moment. But it's just the, the way the, the games are falling. Uh, question. DCL out, out for Watkins or Stones out for Dallas? I have no other leads or Villa players. Cheers, amigos. Don, would you... You have DCL. Uh, would you uh, <laughs> sell him for Watkins? Um it feels like one of these ones that I I don't want to rip the band-aid off at this point because I've had DCL in doing nothing for the last few weeks. I sold Watkins for my brain-dead Aguero punt a few game weeks ago, and he seems to be scoring every single week. Um, but I think I feel a little bit of maybe a bit of Kylie's stubbornness rubbing off on me with Watkins now, and um, I think I'm just going to leave him off for now. Uh, when Grealish is back, I definitely... Will be looking at, you know, potentially if they've got that double coming up, um, then he might be someone I'll be looking at. But I, at the moment, I don't want to waste a transfer on it. It feels a little bit of a kind of sideways one. 
um, as because it's not that Aston Villa, in my opinion, have been kind of pulling up massive trees um, attacking wise. He just seems to be getting these fluky kind of point returns, you know, and five points. I mean, it's as much as you guys were saying earlier on, people kind of thrown everything out of the pram just due to five points is a little bit over the top. But no, I'll probably stay away from him for now and kind of stick with DCL simply because I have him. If I had a choice of which one to go for, I would be going Watkins, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one, DCL to Watkins, because PJ, we just said that Everton topped the fixture tracker and they might have a double. I don't think it's the right time to sell DCL, even though Watkins will have a double as well. It's weird. No, you can't, you can't, you can't sell DCL now. No, no, not for me. I, I appreciate the the attraction of of Watkins. Obviously, um, you know Villa also have, or you know also have a guaranteed double in either thirty five or thirty six. One would imagine, but you know I I, th- I think I, I think get both. Um, um, but you know we know that Inanacho is obviously filling a lot of those spaces at the moment. They've obviously got a, a double. The difficult one will be the, the, the big decision for um, I think managers will be keeping Kane if, if he's fit. Obviously, a bit of a caveat over that in terms of what Harry Kane um, tips up against Sheffield United. But uh, you know, let's say he plays that and he looks, you know, he looks lively. He might score one. You know, he's he's then got he's then got Leeds who are uh, you know for three or four weeks ago I'd say target that fixture, but are suddenly massively outperformed expectations against against the bigger against the bigger teams. So I think it'll be really interesting actually watching Leeds against Brighton this week about to see whether they they kind of revert back to their kind of type against one of the kind of lesser lights and that becomes a bit more open than their previous games. Mm-hmm. So, but um anyway we'll see. So so I think I think it's like yeah Kane versus Leeds or yeah kind of going for those that third striker slot like a DCL or a Watkins um yeah. is going to be an interesting one in 35 yeah Kylie stones out for Dallas I, I mean, love that you swerved the original part because I was going to say do not ask me to yeah yeah it's <laughs> like the seventh tier of hell anyway would you would you take out stones for Dallas I, I you know Stones rotation, Dallas definitely play in every game. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think there's no question. Take Stones out. Um, that's quite clear because even if he didn't have the ban, which he does, you then have the the risk of him not playing matches because there's mass rotation, um, and they are not they're not keeping clean sheets at the same time. So there's really no appeal to Stones at all. Um, there's any number of options you can look at. Um, and I think I think Dallas, look, he's been a nightmare for me simply because I haven't owned him. But what a player! And and given the fixtures have turned around for for Leeds, I think that he's absolutely a decent option. Always capable of getting you attacking returns. Um, as PJ yep. mentioned, Leeds are looking much more resilient. I too am interested to see if they were leveling up because they were playing bigger sides and, you know, maybe without having Rafinha, um, they kind of have to be a bit more defensive because he's obviously a key creative piece in their team. Um, So will that change for these fixtures? I don't know. But, I mean, Mars, you yourself played him um, against City, was it? Um, City, Liverpool and United. Yeah, Yeah, I started um, in all three. And and horrific fixtures, seemingly, and, and got loads of points. So I think... Yeah, it's a, a quite easy. Yeah, they've got they've got Brighton, then Tottenham, and then the last three are Burnley, Southampton, and West Brom. Yeah, there's plenty I mean, of points could be had there. Two, two teams that are probably going to be at the beach by then, to be honest. Burnley and Southampton are going to be safe. West Brom are, I think, gone another, to be honest. But. There's another point is I guess like as you say, teams are going to be on the beach. I can't see Bielsa allowing Leeds to go onto the beach, um, but. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really hard to predict where the clean sheets are going to come at the moment, like really hard, even if they're good fixtures, you know. So, And we, we get into that point of the season where motivations are differing for everyone. So having someone who genuinely has the ability to get you frequent attacking returns, that's a compelling option at the moment when everything else is unpredictable. Yeah. Don, anything to the on the Dallas Stones uh, discussion? I'm just very jealous of you Dallas owners, really. Um, <laughs> yes. 
But I think uh, it's just me, me, me and Monkey, to be honest, me and PJ. That's it. Yeah, I, I sold him on my wildcard. Oh, you sold or, him. Oh, sorry. So I never owned him. <laughs> yeah, so it's just you, really, Mersey. I'm jealous of. No, I, I'd love to have Dallas. Um, with my defense, I don't know. It's uh, I could very, I could move maybe like from me, say, to Dallas, which might be a no-brainer, really. Um, but but having said that, me is my bench defender, and I'm kind of happy enough with my starting my starting options. But yeah, da- Dallas is a quality option. Much prefer him to from Stones. So um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cool. Do you mean the Claret at Claret FBO? I've got Pereira. That's the Leicester one. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Hold or sell, move to another lesser defender or somewhere else. Yeah, I didn't see the second part. I mean, listen, to be honest, just let, let, <laughs> it's funny. Let go of Pereira. I bought him on the wild card. I thought, we, you know, he was a good punt at the time. We saw him playing out of position in one game. He looked really dangerous. Played a couple more games. Missed one that they got a clean sheet in. And then since then, uh, Castagna, Thomas, etc. Have re- I think he's just struggling and, 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 and Rogers realised that. Yeah, let go, let go. Uh, and it's easy, to be honest, just move to, to Castagna because I think he's, Pereira's more expensive than Castagna. Castagna is, uh, seems to be on form right now. He's really involved uh, high up the pitch as well. He's playing the Pereira, where we wanted Pereira to play. Um, well, the experience getting the returns, pointedly, is, is in that role. Um, mm. I don't think he's had any attacking returns on the other side, has he? No. No, because because Vardy naturally drifts over to the left. To, to the left, yeah. And, and in that we're, formation, it's just a wide... I mean, he has so much space. I mean, I can't quite believe that Crystal Palace didn't watch the previous match and, you know, kind of work out, maybe we should, um, you know, we put someone to work out, you know, to mark this guy. But, yeah, you know, he he was one of those players this week that, I, 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 I had three Leicester players, so I couldn't buy him. Obviously, I actually it was one of those embarrassing moves when I uh, when I put him in my team, and then it said, "Oh, you have selected too many players from Leicester." Wow. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that was that was a bit of an error, but um, yeah, he's he's a fantastic asset at the moment. Um, Southampton, Newcastle next. Yeah, Celia Boot, Moonface. Um, well, I mean. I, yeah, I really, really hope that is the case. Um, I don't want anyone else bringing him in, though. But what I would say is, yeah, if you have Pereira, I mean, short of being able to go back in time and not have Pereira, then selling him and bringing in Castagna or uh, yeah. anyone that's not dope, for instance. You're quite, probably... quite a selfish FBL player, aren't you, Kylie? It's, I've turned into a horrible person this season. That's That's what it's done to me. I can really <laughs> admit it. You know, all these quite ugly uh, traits have come out. Um, I can't be happy for anyone else's successes. Um, uh, right. And... If he brings <clears throat> Castagna, then, you know, it's the person that I have. I can cheer that on. It's all right. The second part of the question, because Don asked for dirtiest question, which member of bonus points would, bonus points would you most like to have a Body pillow of to spoon at nights. Jesus Christ, Don. It's a tough decision because um, it's a lot of very sexy, sexy men on that podcast. But um, I have to go with Jimmy because um, I've known him the longest. I feel we've a bond, and I think I could trust him more. Um, Pingren. Um, or whatever his current FPL handle and um, Dougal, they seem like a little bit kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know them as well, um, and I don't feel that I kind of could trust them as much as I could trust Jimmy. Fair, fair. PJ, any 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 objection to that? Would you choose somebody else? No, I, I think um, I would I would choose Pin Green. Um, I just think he'd, he'd be the better fit, particularly if he can wear that, um, that kind of mask that I'm a, uh, uh, Stewart did on the um uh, on the um Lin of Duty kind of trailer. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, Kylie. I've just sent that to you. Lin of Duty, seriously, Lin. What? Yeah, Lin of Duty. Have you not been watching the trailers for the forthcoming TV series Lin of Duty? I'm the I'm the fucking villain in it. What? Um, there was some somebody did a compilation video, Marzi. I don't know how I know this, and you don't know it. Um, considering not how long clue. you spend on Twitter, but I did. He was, I, I'm not. <laughs> there was a, there was a compilation video um, of and basically it was play on Line of Duty, obviously. 
And oh, it was... I, saw, I thought Monkey was trying to say Line of Duty. No, no, no. The butchered it. But to be honest with you, I saw recently there's there's a t- there's a car ad and it has a load of um what's pigeons and stuff of people on the side of the road and they've all got pigeon heads and they're turning towards this car going past. And every time I see it, I always think of um, Pingren. Um, it just looks weird. <laughs> all right, well, I, must look, I must look for that. I must look for that video. Um, talking of Lynn, Lynn Guardians of the Galaxy uh, hashtag FBO Lynn at Lynn underscore FBO. I read in an FBL book that you shouldn't drink FBL. Thoughts on that? Have you ever woken up to ca- to chaos? Any regrets, Kylie? Um, <laughs> uh, no, Lynn. Even though this was in my in, in response, I believe to my request for a wine tasting. Uh, although I drink and FPL frequently, I somehow manage to remain functioning when I make my decisions. Uh, and I also have never slept through a deadline despite crawling in the door at some ungodly hour of the morning. So uh, special rules apply, I think. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't make terrible decisions about FPL. <laughs> sober. General, sober, yeah. PJ, do you, do you drink an FPL? Um. I mean, I don't really understand. As I'm like, when I make my decisions, I do it under a the influence of alcohol. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I need, I need alcohol to kick in when my game week, you know, Hard goes to. shit. So you know, without <laughs> you know, piling into four hours. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that guy Morpheus. That, that guy Morpheus. If someone finishes outside the top one million in FPL season. Are they removed from the community or reclassified as an intimacy facilitator asking for a friend? It doesn't matter, Morpheus, because you're in the inside one million club now and you're not going to leave because you and FPL Prince are going all the way to the top, my friend. I think he just wanted a, wanted a, um, to hear his voice, his, his name mentioned with inside the one million because he hasn't mentioned it once. No, he's been quite quiet. Since that happened. Yeah, he's, he's very humble about it. He's very <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if we can't let a guy brag about breaking into the one million club in the thirty-fourth week of a season, then what the fuck is the use of that? To be, to be to be fair to be fair to him, we we butchered his wild card, if you remember, saying it's very <laughs> template. <laughs> You're not going like to move much. I I got called out for boasting at the top of the show for having a not totally shit game week, but I understand Morpheus because I've only barely scraped into the top million after trying all season. It's a cause for celebration. It's like the new top 10K. Well done, guys. Keep it going. Keep, 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 keep the momentum. Finish high and then start start high the next season. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> sure. Thank you for the pep talk. Um, at, FBL, at FBL Canuck, uh, how on God's green earth could Home Alone beat Ferris in at Hindu Monkey's John Hughes pull? It's a travesty. It's a travesty, Canuck. And I don't, I don't, you know, I know Crate Digger, fucking, you know, celebrity of the week, has called me out claiming that this is my fault. It's just, look, I just, I put the question in front of the public. And as we know, when you do that in today's society, the public invariably get it wrong. John Candy, as I said, would be turning in his grave. I, I, I apologise that I did the poll. I regret it. And now people are going to see that and think that Home Alone is a better film than Ferris Bueller and might might go and watch Home Alone again and ignore Ferris Bueller or other underrated John Hughes classics such as Uncle Buck. Never watched Ferris Bueller. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> Crying out loud. But I did, I have watched lots of the others that were in, in there, you know, and I did vote for them. So... That doesn't count. Why not? So you I want, so you want a, you want a, Kylie wants a participation medal yeah. there. I voted based on what <laughs> I thought, yeah. thought would piss Monkey off the most. To be honest, yeah. it's like yeah. saying I've owned Luke Hailing all season. Can I have Stuart Dallas's points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice way to bring it back to FPL, PJ. Well done. Right, and that's all we had time for on the listener questions. Back to you, Don. Thanks a million, Mersey. Great work there. Um, so, our game week plans and captain pick, the final section of our show. Uh, Kylie, come to you first on it. What's your plans at the moment? Are you going to do, as Mersey said, and just stay away from it until Thursday? Or 
What's your plans for the transfers and also who are you likely to be captaining this game week? Well, I stay away from it until minutes before the, the deadline, frankly, and I've always done that. So um, I won't be making any moves until last minute. For me, it's very straightforward. I either save the transfer transfer this week um, or I do as planned and do Bruno to Salah, which might seem counterintuitive because it's in the same move, but I want Salah anyway. Um, so to be determined, it, it will only be that move if I make one. Um, I have got Kane um, and previously would have thought that this would be an ideal fixture to captain him um, with Sheffield United obviously being uh, crap. But uh, I'm not convinced about his fitness and um, Nacho is in form and has another great fixture and I just don't think that I'm likely to change my, my captain. Uh, always Captain Vardy worked for me last season. Always Captain Nacho. Well, certainly for the next fixture anyway, might be the, the ticket, but I will see. Good stuff. Um, Marzi, how about yourself? Uh, most likely I'm going to do Bruno Toussaint. <clears throat> But I'm going to wait uh, as late as possible. Um, then decide, basically, what, see what happens. What did you think of Spurs and what did you think of Son in particular that you're um, that you're kind of making that move to Son? What's kind of mainly motivating you in that? Well, he's their main. He's one of their main attackers. He's also highly owned. I think he's him and especially if Kane is fit, the, the combination is still deadly. They play in Sheffield United. All respect to Sheffield United. I think. They are one of the a good fixture for 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 Spurs to to target. I think Kane and Son both want to finish on a high to try and show the fans and themselves because they both want to be in the Champions League and I think they are the the main players. It's just uh, I think Spurs have better fixtures than than United, mm. which is why I'm thinking of moving. To be yeah, honest. no, it's it's not a, like it's not um it's a, it's an obvious. I mean, as you said, the ownership is very high, but I'm just kind of interested. I didn't see um, any of the the final, but from what I heard, the Spurs' attack was fairly blunt, and you know they were playing City. Let's be honest. Well, they were playing. They were playing City, and I, that will cause. But we have seen teams like we saw Leeds having a decent whack at, and I know Leeds are a brilliant attack, but that is again like you know San. Son and Kane to double up um, seems like it's a no-brainer when the Spurs attack is really clicking. But I'm mm. I'm debating whether or not doubling up on them is worth it if Spurs don't look that sensational. PJ, what's your kind of thoughts on that though? I think it's worth doing for those two if if you're doing it without without a hit. Um, I wouldn't probably bring either of them in for a hit, but if you've got if you've got Son and you can get Kane for three, I, I would do it and. And vice versa. Um, I think going anything more than that, like I said, they're not in form. Sheffield United are. I've got that kind of slight kind of new management bounce. Yes, we know that they're relegated, but the flip side of that is they've got absolutely nothing to play for. So um, you know, and they're and they're playing better. Um, so you know, I wouldn't overcommit on Spurs. Definitely not. But yeah, Son and Kane. I think if you can get them, um, yeah, do so. Yeah, and as and. And Mersey, to come back to you on your captain pick, but one, of course, benefit of selling selling Bruno for Son is that you don't have to be kind of, you don't have to be um, rooting at all for Bruno against Liverpool <laughs> the weekend. Well, uh, that, that does play for it. You know, I, I, I don't want his points. I don't want him to score. I want him to blank again, to be honest. Um, I just think, yeah, six players will be too much. I'll probably sell Bruno, probably pen Jota and have, have uh, at the moment, it's between Jota and Watkins on first sub. Um, based on Jota's last performance, I see I see him being benched against United anyway. But he's actually sometimes more dangerous off the bench. So it's just it's going to be a last minute decision what I do between them two. But I think four four players is more than enough in that game. Um, I want Son, yeah, Son, Son probably highly likely, let's say, to come in. Uh, but I'm going to wait and see what what the news on 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 Kane is because when Kane is playing, Son is even more dangerous. Uh, my captain at the moment is on Kane. Um, it just depends if he's fit or not. If not, it'll probably be natural. Nice one. Um, and PJ, now give me your uh, give me your captain pick and your your. What is that noise there? That, that, that's Richard Hawley. Just oh, is that Richard Hawley? My microphone. <laughs> yes, he, he's keen to be involved in this. He's he's had his first. He obviously had his first kind of bad week. He he had steady the ship, haven't you, boy? Yeah, you had. He'd done okay, but. Just your transfers didn't go well this week. So 
his plan is to um, stick with that. Um, he's refusing to make any transfers this week. Um, so the same 11 are going to get the nod again uh, with the armband um, likely to be on Son. But um, kind of echoing what Mars said there, I think, um, you know, we'll get Hawley, Hawley off the mouse, off the mouse. It's not real. There you go. Just settle. Just settle. There you go. Um, I, 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 I fancy, you know, I do have an inkling to do something slightly kind of crazy. I've got, you know, I may captain Alonso against Fulham. I may captain, um, uh, kind of a Rashford or Salah in our game and kind of hope it's quite open, but, um, I, I won't be making that decision. So after we've played in Europa, obviously, and, and see what we've got on there, but, um, I won't be captaining the Leicester guys on a uh, on a Friday night and ruining my game week or winning FBL, as some people will probably claim if they do go ballistic um, in that first fixture. So I'll sit and wait for that. And after that, my only option really is Danny Welbeck, who obviously I am not going to captain because an idiot would captain people like Ross Barkley and him. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm glad you're the one who said it and not us. Um, this week, but uh, yeah, no, my captain is on Kane as well. Um, unlikely to move off, um, because as you guys have mentioned, the Sheffield United fixture doesn't come much better. You would hope that Spurs would everything to play for against Sheffield United with nothing to play for except for a little bit of pride. It should be a good opportunity for some some nice points. Um, I think I think if you can roll a transfer, my advice to anyone would be mm. to do it this week because. We're either going to be getting into a situation next week where we've got a shitload of doubles or a shitload of blanks. That yeah. is almost a certainty. So to go in that with two, three transfers, unless you've still got your wild card or three hit like an absolute bastard, then, yeah, try and roll if you can. Like an absolute weirdo, I think you meant there. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's all we got time for on tonight's show, folks. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at KylieFPL. PJ, you can find at Hindu Monkey, and myself, blah, 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 myself, who you can find at the Marple Curse. <laughs> Make sure you're following our group account on Twitter and Reddit at Three Amigos FPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos. One, two, three.